This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Thank you, Brent Musburger, and welcome to episode number 211 of Raiders Fan Radio, coming to you live from Murph's Fan Cave. Uh, I am your host, Murph, and uh, sitting to my right, uh, the man that always adorns the Western Annex of the Murph's Fan Cave desk, the only gentleman that is joining me live here tonight at Murph's Fan Cave, the one and only, the legendary... Uncle Mosh. Yeah. No, Uncle thank Mosh. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, it's good to be here. Really. No, really. No, no, no. You don't have to do all that. No, seriously. No, no, no. You forgot to mention the guy. The guy that controls the cheer button. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But appreciate you, Uncle Mosh, joining us here uh, live tonight for this episode of 211 of hey, Raiders Fan Radio. So yeah. I got a trivia question for you. Okay. Okay. Since uh, since normally you would go, hey, the guy that adorns the Western Annex of the of the Raiders fan, or whatever it yeah, is the yeah, hell you say, yeah. and then you would add, add to the Southern Annex of that yeah. for Swaggy J, but Swaggy J's not here tonight, and you and I were talking... When was the last time it was you and I? We were saying it was between Christmas and March. It was, yeah, it was between, because Jeff got the COVID before Christmas, and then you took a hiatus at the beginning of April. Right. So in between there somewhere. It was just you and I. Just you and me, but there was so many shows that I did alone. I did a bunch of podcast selfies over the pandemic until I got vaccinated, which was in the end of March. Well, you you and I held it down through Super Bowl. 
And then it was yeah. It was so he was Februaryish or something like March, that. Yeah, yeah. The last time. So yeah. Anyways, um, so that's for you RFR historians out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the rest of you, <laughs> rest of you, rest, yeah. of, rest of you don't care. You're like okay. Yeah, just, like, all right, yeah. When are we gonna talk about the Raiders? All right. So uh, <laughs> all right. So appreciate everybody joining us uh, here tonight in the fan cave. Appreciate everybody in the chat. The chat room is lit up tonight. Appreciate Swag Jeff. If you wonder where Swaggy is, uh, he's at home with the family, but he is able to uh, to join us in the chat. Uh, so Pirate 1975 is in there. Ron the Materator, the man that has the wrench and holds it down for us, is in there. Miss Molly, uh, Miss Molly says, "What's up, Unks?" Uh, Michelle Sweat is in there. One of the the fabulous made women around here. Uh, Matthew Mangus, Lencho, Royal Sap. Nice to uh, meet you, Royal Sap. That's not a name I'm familiar with, uh, but appreciate you jumping in here uh, and welcome to the show. Uh, Daniel Mangus, Chronicles of the Black Hole says, "Finally caught alive." Glad to have you, man. Thank you so much. Lee B is in there. Uh, Raider Roo, Chevy Silver Raider. Kill Jadis is in there. Uh, so many of our good, good friends. Hey, Tiger how about Raider. this one? Damage yeah. Inc. Raider Nation Scotland. What's up? Let's go, up man. There. Chronicles that. of the Black Hole is in there that's, tonight. That's awesome. High Five Freddy's in there. Lots and lots of folks, man, and appreciate you uh, jumping in here and joining us. So last week we did our annual uh, award show. We call it the Fannies, uh, and now we're kind of back on the more regularly scheduled programming of, of, of Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, so lots to come tonight, uh, lots of stuff to talk about camp. We're going to talk about uh, this latest episode or one of them of Dark Side of Football that featured the Raiders. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the Raider news uh, that's going on, uh, a couple other fun stories. And then, of course, at the end of the show, we're going to hear from you, uh, the best uh, listeners and callers and emailers out there in Raider Nation. And if you want to join in the live chat, which is the best chat room in Raider Nation, uh, go to YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. That's YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, if you're listening to us on the audio podcast or, or wherever else or watching this after the fact, uh, you can always catch us on Wednesday nights, uh, 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. Jump in the chat. We have such an amazing time in there. The chat room is funnier than we are. They know more about football than we do. They're amazing Raider fans. And so I'd encourage you to check it out live. And speaking of the chat, look what just showed up. Thank you so much. I got it. You Please, Uncle Mosh. So Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, our capo, who likes to kick things off when, we, um, when we're doing our, our voicemails, always kicks us off. And tonight kicks us off with a, with a donation of 1911. Greetings, nation. This season 31, other NFLs must pay. Absolutely. I love it. Right love on, it. Capo. Thank you. And again, once again, Capo's uh, kind contribution is money that will go to the One Nation Foundation. Absolutely. So we appreciate that. We're going to talk a little bit about that a little later in the show. Yeah, we're going to update you all on, on, on our fundraising. We don't have any major fundraising tonight. Uh, the last few weeks during the Summer of Swag have been amazing. and We've raised a ton of money. We're, we're going to definitely talk about that. Uh, but in the meantime, again, this is Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 211. Uh, subscribe to us, please. Uh, hit the thumbs up, the like. You know all the deal, man. Every podcast, every show in the world always gives you the same freaking opening lines of doing things with bells and buttons and thumbs up and, and subscribing. Just please do all that if you don't mind because, again, everything that we make around here revenue-wise, we give it all away via our foundation. And so the more of you that are uh, participatory with us, the more listeners we have, uh, the more money we raise, and the more money we can give away. So please, if you would do, do us that a solid Comment on the videos afterwards. Tell your Raider friends about it. Anything you can do to help us out if you like what we do. Uh, if not, then, uh, you know, 
then that's okay too. But at least give us a thumbs down because that helps the algorithm. Yeah, that way I'm not there by myself. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Mosh is the only one ever thumbs us down. Uh, but anyways, but we appreciate you. So once again, I'm Murph and this is my Uncle Mosh, my real life uncle, and my best friend Swag Jeff normally adorns the Southern Annex or the Western Annex of the Fan Cave Desk. He's not here tonight, but Swag Jeff does always kick off our episode by taking our episode number, which in this case is 211, and tying it within something significant in Raider Nation. So uh, Swag Jeff called it in earlier let's go and check in with him hey raider nation it's your boy swag jeff coming at you with episode number 211 of raiders fan radio every episode swag jeff takes a significant moment in raider history and relates it back to the episode number and this episode is episode number 211 and we're taking it back to 2001 we're going to talk about everyone's favorite number 25 at the time charlie garner Charlie Garner rushed for 839 yards that season and added a score to his total. He rushed the ball 211 times. Thank you very nice. much. Nice. Have a great show. Good job, Swag Jeff. Oh, you don't, don't give him an applause to Swag Jeff? I whistled for him. Oh, there you go. Give, give Swag Jeff some applause. That was a good oh, one. Oh, my God. If you want me to hand you the board, I can hand you the board. That's what you need is one more button over there to push. <laughs> I, 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 Just I, I, press the damn button. All right, how about we, the contact info? Let's kick off the show. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, pay attention. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an update. That's right. I got some stuff for you. Take out a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen. Ah, heck, use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard <laughs> as you're driving down the highway. First off, you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Yeah, Go to Facebook at yeah. Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Okay. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mosh. He twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you want to, you if you want to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us. On the Raiders Fan Radio Hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? Good. Good. All right, appreciate you joining us here for episode number 211. As I mentioned, lots and lots of folks in the chat. Our buddy Jeff Murphy, QB Jeff, just showed up in Woo-hoo! there. Ronda Mater Raider, Pirate 1975, Matthew Mangus, Raider Roo, uh, Damage Inc., Raider Nation Scotland, Sugar Shane. What's up, Sugar Shane? Peter Nunez is in there. I appreciate you all so very, very much. And in there, uh, so Ron said, hey, since this is a Murph and Mosh episode, can we get the Pink Floyd segment? Which the Pink Floyd segment he's referring to is when we do our four-minute drill and, uh, and there's that Pink Floyd timer going yeah. off and in the background. Well, all right. Uh, we don't normally do requests around here, but uh, all right. We'll go, we're going we're gonna to modify one of our segments to include the, the four-minute Pink Floyd thing, so I hope you'll get a kick out of that. Hey, and uh, just, yeah. just a, a, you know how like on some shows they have, hey, this is what you missed last week. Yeah. Well, this is what Swaggy missed. For, for Pirate1975 pointed it out. For episode 211, yeah. he missed. That's what went, Andy Reid weighed in the third grade. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> that late in life? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I should play this then. Fat. 
the week. week. You look like melted ice cream. Oh, I actually hear you getting fatter. Santi's fat! Who's fat? Too fat. Big fat fatty. <laughs> right. Congratulations, Andrew. Here we go. My glasses are already fogging up. All right. Um, just, that never gets never, old. That's crazy, man. I got, I got. So Kevin the Raider Nerd is in the chat. Thank you, Kevin the Raider Nerd. He's the one that sent me these anti-fog lens wipes because Kevin, the original Raider Mandalorian, he's like, that's what I use inside my helmet and it won't fog up. So oh boy. the next break here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Look, don't make fun of Star Wars, Mosh. It wasn't. Uh, you kind of were. There's some slander going on from the, from the Western Annex over there. I just All right, let's jump so in. Daniel Mingus, hey. my birthday is Friday, and I'm going to Alameda to get some sandwiches. Let's go. Nice hey, job. Uh, yeah. It looked like QB Jeff was in. He could probably take your order if he needed yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get the Reuben, right, Mosh? Absolutely. By All the right. way, I had that tonight. And, hey, family's family, you know, little young Vinny. Started his first shift. Started his first job, you know, other than working for me. I've had the kid on the ladder cleaning out my gutter since he was well, seven. Well, yeah. Since he was uh, 217 pounds less than Andy Reid at seven. You're but. like, you know how, like, you hear, you see in movies and stuff, or you're like, or like, to give you an example, because you don't, you don't know this, but the Ravagers, so Yondu, uh, took Peter Quill as a young kid because he could sneak into small places to he, so he could, like, steal stuff. So that's what you've been doing with my son, both my sons, uh, since they were little. You were like, okay, anything that's small that I can fit them into and I can put them in high places because <laughs> I don't want to put my 300-pound ass up on a ladder. I'm going to put your 7-year-old up there instead. Abs and now that your oldest is in the Navy, I got somebody to drive me to the casino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, anyways, appreciate you, Daniel Manga, so much. And uh, All right, so um, – a little programming note here. So we've had uh, on the network, on the Raiders Fan Radio Network, we were able to change it, and I don't think we're going to be in trouble. It's, so it's Raiders Fan Radio on anywhere you can find a podcast service. We started a new show. It's called Flashback. It's with our good buddy, Rich Schmelter. Rich is the author of the Raiders Encyclopedia, and basically he's kind of marching through the history of the Raiders. These are awesome podcasts. They're like, the first one was like 10 minutes long. The last one was like seven. Like he takes like one thing. Like this, uh, this time around, it was about the Oakland seniors and about how the Raiders, before they were the Raiders, were the Oakland seniors. And why did, were they the Oakland seniors? And then why did they become the Raiders? Rich does this amazing little breakdowns of these little awesome. like tidbits of information in Raider history. So check it out. Support what he's doing. Rich is a, 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 an accredited author and a heck of a Raider fan. The guy is legit, man. And, uh, and, it, and I think it's a good show. I know we're a little biased because it's here on our network, but, but definitely support that show when you see it on your podcast feed. Um, all right. So also here at the top of the show, you know, like we do we like to do respect. We don't do props. We don't do shout outs. There's nothing wrong with those things, but we're Italian. So we like to give out some respect. So I think Uncle Mosh would join me in this. And I know Swag Jeff as well. All the respect, all so much appreciation from the bottom of our silver and black hearts for everything that you guys did to support the Bolitnikoff Foundation via our foundation through all your donations for all the summer of swag, all the things that we did this year, all the things that you did this year, most importantly, we were able to double the donation that we made two years ago. Two years ago, we donated $2,000 to the Bolitnikoff Foundation. This year, I am incredibly proud of you all and thankful to you all to tell you that we have doubled that donation. And I spoke with Angela earlier this week and sent them a check for $4,000 on behalf of the Raiders fan radio listening audience. Thank you, guys. All the, all the respect, man. 
It is absolutely phenomenal what our listeners have done this year, Mosh. Yes? We love it, man. We love it. We love it. it it's been crazy. It's been crazy. It's been so much fun raising money. It's been a blast, it's right? It's been a blast. We've had a blast raising money to give away. And, and Swaggy got to shop. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got a new buddy, so. too, that's uh, gonna is hooking us up with all these exclusive items. Uh, we're going to have lots of that coming your way. Uh, probably interviews with the people as they're signing them. Yeah. Uh, lots of – and I don't want to float out any names because I don't want to put anything out there that doesn't I, – I know I've been doing this long enough now that until it's in hand or until we're sitting in front of that person or until they're on the phone, uh, I know better than to, than, to, than to put it out there. But I will tell you this. There are some super high-profile Raider names uh, that have been included in these conversations, and, uh, and so we're definitely looking forward to seeing where that's going to go. And uh, – that was all because of the summer swag and swag Jeff's efforts there. And so. you know, and, and it wasn't just it wasn't just the four grand that we raised for the Bolitnikoff Foundation. We raised other monies throughout the year. Yeah, we raised almost nine thousand dollars this year. Nine thousand dollars total that we total. gave away. Hundred percent. And, and and two years ago, two thousand was all we raised all year. Yeah. So we've almost like five times it. Five, five times, times five times, five, five times. You're not the math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. It's crazy uh, that we've raised that much money. Yeah, we're going to eclipse ten thousand dollars by the time this thing is all said and done. That's awesome. And it's so it's so. Let me just tell you. So it's super chat donations. Uh, you can donate directly to the foundation by going to onenationfoundation.net. That's the foundation we started with Cody because we knew we saw when that we were going to start raising a bunch of money. We wanted to put it in its own nonprofit organization, and so that's what that is. So you can donate directly there. But also, anytime you use our links, which are in the YouTube thing, anytime you use our links and go to Fanatics and buy something at Fanatics, or you go to T Public and buy some at T Public, any of that kind of stuff. All the money, any of the kickbacks that we get, none of that stuff costs you extra. Any of those kickbacks goes into the fund for the foundation. And again, as Mosh said, almost $9,000. And so we're incredibly proud and thankful to you all because we're just the vessel. We just show up once a week, turn microphones on, and it's everybody in the chat room and all the listeners to Raiders Fan Radio. You're the ones that make it happen. So thank you very, very much. And because it's just you and I here tonight. Yeah. Ah, nice. What's up? It's Brockman from the Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Murph and Mosh on Radio Radio Fan Radio. Radio. Yes! (laughs) All right. Appreciate you joining us here for episode number 211. I promise we've got a ton of Raiders stuff to come at you. But I've got a fun little segment here before we do that. And I know that I don't even know how far we're into the show. It's the top of the show, Mosh. So we're what? 30, uh, tw- 20 minutes in. 20, 22 and a half minutes. Ah, we're going to be talking heavy about the Raiders ah, before 30 minutes is up. So we're good. All right. So here's what I got. Ron wanted to do the, the Pink Floyd thing. So we call it the four-minute uh, offense. And right. we typically will cover five Raiders stories in four minutes. But instead, we're going to let the Raider stories breathe a little bit and really dig in on some of this camp stuff, and especially John Gruden. But I've got a story for you, Mosh, that we will cover in the four-minute drill. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm going to give you the story, and then I'm going to start the timer for your responses. You ready? Okay. Molson Coors announced this week that they are canceling the following brands. 
Milwaukee's Best, Premium Mickey's Fine Malt Liquor, Henry Weinhard's Private Reserve, Keystone Ice, Ham's Special Light, Key Lightful, Ice House Edge, Magnum, Miller High Life Light, Steel Reserve 211, Old English HG 8000. Uncle Mosh, response. There once was a man named Adolf Coors who started his, his brewery outside of Golden, Colorado. It's a little-known fact, but a member of his family was kidnapped and murdered. And they found him lying in Morrison Creek. They never found the killers. But I would say that it has something to do with canceling hams. Hams. Remember those commercials? Hams. (laughs) Canceling the beast. The beast. How many kegs did you stand on drinking that stuff? Canceling Keystone. The official beer of Chico State University. What, I know. What are underage drinkers going to do now is what I'm saying. Who's going to what? Who's gonna be supplying the hand grenades what? of Mickey's premium? Premium Seriously. Mickey's. Seriously. Fine. It's so good they put two complimentary adjectives. Yes. Premium, premium fine malt liquor. Premium fine together with no apostrophe or dash or no. anything. High life light. All right, I see you. You're not canceling high life. Right, right, right. It's high right, life right. light, but still. And then what about this one? Pour one out. The old English? Old, you can't do it. You can't. You can't. Well, and, and did they come in anything other than quartz? No, I, I never drank. So. I, I never drank an old English out Absolutely of anything other not. than a quartz. So we need to, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven brands. I'm saying, like, next week, there might be 1140s in this fan cave, and we're going to oh. pour out each one of them. And so, so if you had to pick one, for me, it's Mickey's. I'm like, Keystone, when I was at Chico, right, right, Chico, right. Chico State was absolutely Keystone uh, exclusive. But Mickey's, I loved Mickey's. Yeah, I loved Mickey's, but, Mickey, my, but my first the big beer, mouth? my first beer ever was Ham's. Ham's. I, I used to steal them from Grandpa Tony. <laughs> no I, way. Yes. Grandpa Tony drank Ham's? Because it was the cheapest. No way. Yes. Because I know you used to drink the big giant vats of yep. red wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he made that. So I'd say, I'll go down and I'll go down. I'm going to go down in the basement and make some some wine, Grandpa. Okay, okay. And I'd be down there just chugging Ham's. <laughs> You were like what? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! We really. I, uh, all right, next episode. <laughs> no way. I might not have been that young. Okay, so I was him, young. Tell him what Grandpa Tony used to call you. You he and called, your, your brother. Mike. He called me Mike. My brother Terry. Yeah. My name. My first name is Mark, and my brother Terry. And he used to call us Mikey and Jerry. <laughs> And he was this old Italian, this old Dago, and he'd go, Mikey, Jenny, son of a bitch, you come here. So I'm in the fourth grade, right? And the teacher goes, can anybody speak another language? And I go, I can. I can speak Italian. And they go, okay. And I go, son of a bitch. And she goes, what? And I go, it means grandson. And I go, what? She goes, what are you talking about? I go, my grandpa, my papa, he always says, Mikey, Jerry, you son of a bitch, you come here. I always thought he. I always thought it meant my loving grandchildren come to me. No, son of a bitch is broken English for you know what. Yeah. That's my papa. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Right, glasses are fully flat. Well, look, we crushed the four-minute segment. How about you, chat room? Let's ask the chat room there. I think probably the beast, like you said, Milwaukee's best has got to be on people's short list. Mickey's has got to be on. What about Henry Weinhardt's private reserve? That was the good stuff. Oh, that was that was the that was like that was a 
like a Killian's or something. That yeah, was good stuff. That actually wasn't bad. I remember buying freaking Henry Weinhards. But yeah, I mean, I didn't even know they made a lot of this stuff still anymore. But uh, well, yeah. they bought a lot of those. You know, they bought up those breweries, Coors, when they became when they when they finally went. You know, remember eastbound and down. You know, you couldn't get Coors oh, east yeah, of the Mississippi yeah, 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 when yeah, they yeah. finally went east of the Mississippi. They bought up all those. Oh, yeah. There it is. All right, all right, Mosh. After this, take us to break. There you go, Ryan. There's the four minute for you. And they'll run out of time. And it costs. Yeah, it's a rookie mistake. But right here, he's got to go down. We're running out of time. My life is running out of <laughs> lifespan. <laughs> I'll do one more. Okay. Hi, this is AJ Cole from the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. <laughs> Just win, baby. Uh, I'm putting the anti-fog on there. Thank you. Hey, this is Pete Koch, former Los Angeles hey, Raiders. Pete. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and Uncle Mosh, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out. Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you, Pete Koch. So the alumni were just out at camp this last week. And uh, uh, speaking of alumni, yeah, did you see that Mojo's in the chat? Hey, what's up, Mojo hey. Raider? Mojo. Sorry about the A's kicking your Padres' ass today. What's up? Um, <laughs> so uh, sorry, I'm not sorry. Uh, but um, yeah, so uh, the alumni were out at camp this week, and so which is always a really cool thing that the Raiders do. Now, back when the Raiders were in Napa. They would host like a big dinner and they would have like really roll out the red carpet for a lot of the alumni for anybody that had played for the Raiders was welcome to attend. Uh, and so, of course, our good friend Pete Koch, who played for the Raiders in the late 80s, played alongside Howie Long and Greg Townsend and so many Raider greats. Um, uh, so Pete joins us every year, typically after attending. I don't know if Pete was down there this year or not. Uh, because it was set up a lot different than it normally would. Um, they weren't able to interact with the players like they normally would. Like normally you get like LaMonica going to like quarterback meetings and Phil Villapiano sitting in with the linebackers and like they're really interactive and really involved the alumni in the actual team uh, festivities or not festivities, but the team like, you know, functions. Yeah. Uh, but they weren't able to do that this year because of the no COVID variants and the whatever crap. So they weren't able to interact with them like they normally would. But that said, uh, we still will catch up with Pete here probably next week. And so look forward to seeing that in your podcast feed. Uh, we're going to get a chance to talk to him, find out what he's been up to. Every time I turn on the TV, he's in a new he's commercial. He's on everything. He's on everything. Pete's in a thousand commercials nowadays. Uh, of course, uh, you know, a, a very accredited actor as the Swede in, uh, that, that he played in Heartbreak Ridge with Clint Eastwood and done just a multitude of acting gigs. But And, of course, a former Raider. And always love to hear from him. Such a great insight uh, from a player's perspective. Always uh, give. Gives uh, also a great insight from the coaching uh, side of it as well. So we're going to look forward to talking with Pete next week. All right, so I mentioned it's it's camp time, and so there's so much going on. There's so much news, and uh, you guys consume so much of it that you know you don't need us to sit here and to tell you the details of every story. But I do want to kind of hit on a few things, and most of it at this point, I kind of want to focus on Gruden. Of course, he's the most vocal 
of of the Raiders staff, clearly, much more so than than Mike Mayock, although Mike is more vocal as a GM than like what Reggie McKenzie was. Uh, and also in terms of like, you don't we don't see a lot of the players as much. Like if and if you do, it's an occasional, it's Kwiatkowski or Trayvon Mullen. It's it's just typically a couple of minutes and they're giving you real standardized kind of player answers one day at a time. You know, we just gotta focus on the main thing. Right. Blah blah blah, blah blah blah. Cliche, cliche, cliche. But Gruden will give you some stuff. Gruden will give you sound bites. That's the good side of Gruden. That's the part of Gruden that we all love. Uh, the, the, the animated Coach Gruden, right? The, how, everything that he brings, the entertainment that he'll bring to a press conference. Now, I'm going to play you, like, as an example of that. This week, he was talking about how Nick Kwiatkowski, quit, 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 how Nick Kwiatkowski uh, has had a great camp. And one of the things that he's done, I mean, he's done twice, he's picked off Marcus Mariota. God forbid we have a linebacker intercept passes. I know, right? <clears throat> like, I mean, it's been a long time since Kirk Morrison was roaming the freaking uh, roaming back there behind the line of scrimmage. And so, you know, thankfully, and I know he had a great pick last year and all that. I'm not forgetting that. But I'm saying that since we had somebody down in, down out, that was a coverage linebacker that could actually, like, take the ball away while it was in the air, like, it's been a long time for us. So Kwiatkowski is showing quit, quit. He's showing to be that he could be that guy, and he's nabbed Mariota a couple times. So here's what Gruden had to say about that. This is pretty funny. Nick Kwiatkowski become a ball hawk. Two interceptions. Well, Marcus, there's only two interceptions we've thrown here. I think Marcus and Nick are roommates. I don't know what the deal is on that. (laughs) Mariota's off to a great start yesterday, and he looks like, you know, the galloping ghost out there. And then today he throws four incredible passes. And, you know, I think uh, he and Nick – are probably having a, a beer down at the, uh, you know, Caesar's Palace right now. I don't know what the hell that's all about. <laughs> Nick is, a, you know, he's an instinctive player. You know, when you're in zone coverage, you're reading a quarterback, and he telegraphed both of those throws, and uh, it's really kept him away from having one hell of a camp. And he is having a good camp, but he could be having an outstanding camp had it not been for a couple of interceptions. All right, so good stuff. For, so that sounds like... What the Gruden we are accustomed yeah, to. Yeah. Love to hear the great reports from sure. camp. You know, no coaches are going to come out and go, yeah, we really sucked. Eh, right, maybe right, occasionally right, they right, might, right. but for an overall, they typically will build up the team. Um, but the demeanor, the demeanor is very Gruden esque. Now, that said, I'm going to shift gears on you a little bit here, Mosh. And I want you to listen to a, a couple minutes worth of this, of this press conference. Now, they're going to go through a series of topics. You're going to hear them ask about COVID and all kinds of stuff. But it's just a couple minutes, but I think this is interesting. And I'm not going to set it up because I want your response to it on what you gather from Gruden on this. What stands out to you, Mosh? More comfortable expressing themselves and kind of taking control of the season. I hope so. I mean, they're the oldest guys on our team now, the third-year veterans. And, um, you know, Max Crosby and Farrell and Abram. You know, we had great press conferences when they got here. You know, now's their time. You know, we need them all to step up and not only play good, but be leaders on this team. And uh, I'm encouraged by what they're saying. I'll be more encouraged when I see what they do. Mike Mack, yesterday, um, COVID-19, is it kind of a reminder that we're still not out of the woods here yet and uh, thought to be diligent? Well, I think it's just, uh, you know, it's alarming to me because we have the vaccine, you have the vaccine, and you get the the COVID. So, um you know, you got a lot of people out there with expert analysis. The reality is, is you're never safe from this thing. So be careful and 
God bless Mike. When I talk to him, he seems to be doing pretty good. We sure miss him around here. His enthusiasm and uh, his vibe is contagious in the building. Does that make it for you more frustrating because of all you guys have tried to do where every day you might get a call and just it's like frustrating? Or is it no, he, uh, he's just down the hall. It's almost like we're zooming. We're like I said the other day. We're the yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but what are you going to do? You know, you have to adapt, and uh, that's what we're becoming pretty good at. John, during your offensive line retooled and Josh's work at the offseason coming in, which you've seen on the first week, is he poised to have maybe a top five in the league year as best in three so far in Josh Jacobs? I think so. If he stays healthy, you know, he got hurt on a second play of the game in Atlanta last year, missed the Jets game, missed four games his rookie year, really. But if he can stay healthy and we continue to improve, we, we think so. We think we've got the makings of a good line, but we have that to prove also. But Jacobs is the strength of this team, and uh, we'll certainly keep relying on him. All right, Mosh, what do you think? So i got a couple things. Okay. First of all, I hate reporters. <laughs> I know. They, I do. I hate it. They're dopey. So, yeah. so why do you want why – did, why did that guy press him to say, to say frustrating? So you're frustrated – that you know, you frustrated that you can't, you know, you, you, that Mike's down the hall and blah blah blah. Yeah. So, so is that frustrating for you? Do, are you frustrated? What? Finally, he goes, "Look, it's not ideal, but what, did did your whole byline was it all based around the word frustrating? You know, yeah. shut up, shut up, yeah. shut up. <laughs> Asked and answered, Your Honor. Please instruct the. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. Yeah. But what I my my biggest take out of it, what I loved, my uh, oh big bass raiders here. Sorry, buddy, we don't have anything to give away. Um, <laughs> my 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 best take on that was he says, yeah, the old guys. He goes, the old guys, the old guys. Now it's it's their time now, and he he said it's their time. They're 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 the old guys. He called them. They're third year guys. Yeah, yeah they're twenty six years they're old. Twenty six years old. I'd only been married twice by then. <laughs> You know, well, three times. But that's not the point. <laughs> yeah. They're kids. They're kids. They're kids, yeah. but they're old, you know, but they're the old guys. I love that. I love that. That's what I've been saying all along. That's part of the big 10-year plan. You know, yeah. when you got your, when you got your old guys that you're relying on and it, and they and they're they're only third-year guys, that's awesome. Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. So, I love the words and because that's he's very very and very direct, very early camp kind of, you know, like direct and accountability and those things. But do you hear a different coach there? I hear a different coach. I that that tone. He's well, very like understated compared to what he would normally be. He's not as rah rah. Well, we don't know the room normally. either, though. We don't know the room. You know that that first one where he was like, oh, you know, just have a uh, market, you know, uh, 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 Mariota and, and they're. But that's drink- this is the same press conference. It's the exact same press conference. Yes, was this, that was, was later. This-, this is the very beginning. So maybe just I don't know. I, I hate to be a you know an apologist, but I don't know. Maybe he and just I'm walked not, in. Maybe he was hot. Who knows? Well, I'm not, and I'm not trying to read something negative on it. But what I am trying to read is something different, and I don't think that's a bad thing per se. Because look, if we're you know because we're going to talk about it here in a minute. When you're a 500 ball coach and your expectation is just win, baby, like 
you know, maybe a different approach is necessary. And I just feel a different vibe from him. I don't know. Maybe I was, again. I, I think you're reading too much into okay, it. Okay, and that's fair. And maybe so. Um, but what do you think, chat room? Like, I just, I feel a different vibe coming from well, him. Well, that seemed a little, it seemed a little less fun at that point. Like that, like I said, that that very that very uh, uh, second clip you played, the guy was with. So are you frustrated? Are you, are you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, come on, okay. It's just you okay. know, maybe I don't know. If you got to answer questions from somebody that's a pain in the butt, well, that's you know, true and too. Somebody, that, are you trying to trip me up? Gruden's not a stupid man. The no, guy, he's not. The guy remembers everything. And you're right too about the, you know? the reporters. They can get a little dope, dopey, man. Like it's. It really is. I mean, because uh, yeah. I was, I was, I was. I wrote that down on my notes. I wrote, wrote "frustrated" down three times, and I'm like, you know, what? what you, I'll tell you what, I'm frustrated with. I'm frustrated with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're stupid. Shut up. I gave you, you know? my answer. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's go one more. And okay, so one of us here in the fan cave has been proclaiming that this is the most important season in the entirety of <laughs> of the modern day Raiders. I'm pounding the deck. Knock on wood if you're with me, chat room. How important is this freaking season? Chat room, do not. Let's hear it, man. I'm telling comment you. positively yeah, on right. this. And idiot. I got more to back that up to in a second. But until we get to that, oh my god, let's let's go to these. You just hate, you just hate it when I call you out on something that I'm I, right. I love it's, it when you call me out. It's taken you weeks to do your research on this. Oh, <laughs> weeks. I've been dying for a soundbite, <laughs> but it's okay. All right. So here's what I got for you, though. So. Uh, these fine, fine reporters, okay, as we have, have, have established, start asking Coach about if this is an all-or-nothing season. Jacob said it last week. Actually, a few players have said that one of your messages is all-or-nothing. Can you define that to us in terms of, in your mind, what what that message is this year? Same message as last year and every year. Thank you. you, know, you thank you. Out. You know, I'm not going to get too deep and philosophical after first day of pads, but... Uh, you know, we all got to be on the same page. You know, we've got a great group of guys. The energy level is extreme. And um, we've got good veteran leadership on this team. I like the culture here better than any of the teams I've had in a long time or been a part of. All right. So there you go. So there's your. No, there you go. That's what I'm saying. That yeah. supports your. Absolutely. Point. 100%. All right. Schmucky knows football. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, that said, okay, now here's my follow-up to that. And I think this is fair. And listen, and I'm not, and listen, this is not turning into my opinion versus yours or me challenging, because you're right. Like, the things that you have said, Uncle Mosh, a career coach, right, took the, the, the stance of said career coach, like John, John Groot. Not surprising. And, and, like, and you're not wrong. But I think that it's fair for us to present, or for me in this case, to present the, the the case that this is freaking important, and it's and wait till you hear what we're, the soundbite I'm going to play after this. But, but but leading into this, I'm going to tell you guys something, okay? And we've covered this a little bit before, but I'm going to cover it again. Okay, what you got? Oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> all right, I'm going to cover it a little bit again because it's kind of a big deal. Wait, oh, come on, trying to bite his microphone. <laughs> This is Uncle Mosh teeth ASMR right here. <laughs> All right. So here's oh what I got. Oh, my God. You're killing me. No, this is... Look. Just... Can I, can I go? Just press the damn button, nerd. All right. John Gruden is a football coach. Seven years in Oakland and Las Vegas. 
Seven years in Tampa. He is 57 and 55 win-loss record at both stops at this point leading into the 2021 season. 57 and 55. Wow. He's got one Super Bowl win, which, of course, as we know, came against our Raiders when he took over a Tony Dungy built and coached football team. And if it weren't for stupid ass Bill Callahan, not changing against the, up the, against the team that he coached and built, that yeah. he literally mm-hmm. built the freaking mm-hmm. Raiders and yeah. invented their offense, and Bill Callahan didn't change it up. And yeah. guess what happened? All right, we all know the story. But aside from that, John Gruden is 500 as a coach. If the Raiders, God forbid, turn in a losing season this year, he is a losing football coach with two blips on the radar. You got a blip with the freaking Buccaneers. That was your Super Bowl win. And he's got a blip with an Al Davis-built Raiders football team. Now, so, look, I've... Not, I'm not going to criticize the man now because he's getting ready to go into the Hall of Fame. But back when before, when we were talking about why it wasn't Flores in the Hall of Fame in previous years, I always said because he was unfairly labeled as just being the coach, that Al Davis had his fingerprints on everything that had to do with the team, and he didn't get enough credit. Right or wrong, the point was is that it was focused on and it was an Al thing more than it was a Tom Flores thing. Well, I think that argument can translate to Gruden too. It was an Al thing in 2001 and, or 99 through 01, whenever Gruden was there, more than it was a Gruden thing. And when Gruden started to become a little bit bigger than Al or even on the same playing field, Al shipped his ass to Tampa. So, like, there was, you can't tell me that this was a John Gruden thing. It was more of an Al thing. Now, granted, he's the X's and O's and the genius behind that West Coast offense. I'm not taking that away from him, but I do want to illustrate the fact that John Gruden hasn't done anything miraculous in his career other than those two things. All right. And I'm not the only one that thinks this. So let's go to, listen, let's go to Good Morning Football. You guys hear it all the time on this show. You hear me play Kyle Brandt on the show all the time. Kyle Brandt kind of goes in on John Gruden. Now, Kyle Brandt is a Raider fan. Like, he's not a Raider fan. He's a Chicago fan. But he's a supporter of the team. He's not one of these kind of national media people that bashes the Raiders all the time. He's not on the Raiders' ass all the time. And, in fact, he lifts up the Raiders all the time. But he asks a very, very fair question. So, all, Mosh, your point very well taken and valid. I hope that my point is at least again this isn't trying to find who's right who's wrong i think both can exist simultaneously but i want to list have everybody listen to what the point kyle brant is trying to make on john gruden gruden not being under a win now um directive or any is, is ridiculous literally the slogan of the team is just win baby john gruden uh, demands accountability from all of his players and all of the staff but he doesn't have any himself so he can just ride out this whole 10-year thing that he's contracted to. He never has to win. He wins six games this year, six games, and he's just going to keep on going. Because the fear here is, I'm frustrated about this because I want the Raiders to be good. I want them to matter. I like the Las Vegas thing. I like the stadium. I like the vibe. I like the franchise. John Gruden won a Super Bowl a lot of years ago. He won a Super Bowl. If you ask me, he won it with Tony Dungy's team, but he won a Super Bowl and has not won a playoff game since. This video, we're seeing him hugging Derek Brooks 20-some years ago. is the last playoff game of John Gruden. So now he shows up, and it's, we're back, baby, the history. I don't know. Like, this thing's starting to feel a little bit like, you know, if the Bears had just decided, let's hire Mike Ditka and bring back the glory days. If the Giants decided to hire Bill Parcells. You know, Washington did this with Joe Gibbs, and he didn't bring back a bunch of Super Bowls either. So when it's bad enough to struggle, fine, you struggle, everyone does. 
But you're in year four now, and it's fine. There's no, like, we got to win now. We want to do This is when the owner or the players or anybody is supposed to start saying, enough of this. We're tired of running the Derrick Brooks clip. Let's win now. I see it up there. It says, just win, baby. Mm. But we're hearing, no, no, we're just still working through this thing. It's, um, I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. I love this guy. It's, just, it's, it's wrong, and honestly, I think it's embarrassing. Like, that's if you're if you're about winning, you better get winning now. And you know what? If you got to eat 60 million bucks, well, then you shouldn't have signed the stupid contract to begin with. But I would come out and I would say anything other than the playoffs this year is unacceptable. That's a fact. Yeah. We are the Raiders. I don't care what city we're in. My father built something here. He would never have stood for this, and I will be bitterly disappointed and furious if the Raiders are not in the playoffs this year. That's and what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. And then what? And then they don't make the playoffs yeah. and Gruden's still your coach and you're not getting rid of him. So you've put yourself into a mess that you can't get out of. So the world- Yeah, it was a terrible idea. Yeah. And I think, listen, saying, John Gruden is a great character in this league and he, we love him and he, the, the jokes and the commercials and everything. But like at one point, we got to be a coach of a winning football team. Like, there's no more wing commercials or Monday Night Football boosts or Caliendo impressions. Yeah. They're going to carry. We can knock on this. Like, can we knock on the door of the playoffs once? Let's go. Okay, so, okay, so that's fair, though, right? We at least agree <laughs> that's fair. So you had your shot. Let me okay. give you mine. Please. Okay. You can't talk about Gruden's tenure when it's less than 50%. You're, you're, he's barely a third of the way in his tenure, of, of his tenure rebuilding plan. And that's the problem, is as, as an American society, we want instant gratification. That's not how the game is played. The game is played on building, and you have to build. He was given a 10-year, we all know it, 10-year, $5 bazillion. $100 million. Yeah. Okay. You can't talk about his tenure till his tenure is up. You can't. You are in the middle of it. You can't, you can't do that. That is so unfair to do. You can, you can say, wow, I wish we were going at a faster rate. But you, when you, we're going back to the other one, his old timers. These are the guys that he's ha- that are three years in. This is what he's building on, and it's going to take its building blocks. You have to be able to build. Also, I hate that. I want to just slap the crap out of that guy. Oh, that's the Tony Dungy team. Well, okay, so he was playing on the team that Tony Dungy built against the team that he built. So, so. Okay, so he got him. His team that he built got to the Super Bowl, but he's he's got Tony Dungy's team. He okay. Then what about his team? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So you, yeah, I, I, just, you. I just, I just, I just think it's so. Yeah. Okay. I can get, I can get mad at him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're not winning the way we're supposed to, but I'm not going to criticize because I'm looking at the big picture, the big plan. It was. I think Mark Davis is smarter than we're giving him credit for. He said. We got to start from ground up, and we and and that's what Gruden's doing, man. He's 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 building this team with his old timers who are three year guys, and we're ready to we're ready to throw him out. We're ready to throw him out with the bathwater. Sorry, and it, I'm not I'm not doing it well, when you're when you're less than fifty, but when you're barely a third over, he's only had three seasons. Out of, he's got seven more to go. Yeah, and how many times have we seen teams come out of nowhere and turn it around the Eagles and win a freaking Super Bowl? Like, one time. One, and then what happened to him? Well, they fell Thank off. you. Yeah. Thank you. So my, my, my point is, we're, we're, Mark Davis is not looking at, at a one-and-done Eagles. He's looking at recreating a dynasty. 
And you do that right, by fair. bringing in by bringing in those guys that Gruden just called the old timers. So when they're really old and they're 27, when they're 28, <laughs> yeah. when they've been in the league five, six years, and these are the guys, you know, you, you, on the on the uh, on the dark side of football. Yeah, when he, when they were talking about Ronnie Lott standing up and saying saying to Romanowski, "Never let anybody punk you." You know, I can see Max Crosby doing that in three years. Absolutely. Can, you know what sure, I'm saying? Sure. There's, and that's what he's building. That's the dynasty he's building. I like your point. That's a, that's a fair point. Is that like like Kevin says? I'd rather one Super Bowl now. I don't. I, and okay, and this okay, is, Kevin. Well, hold, but it's not, and it's not immediate gratification speaking here because we've been patient as Raider fans for I don't know, twenty some odd years. So it's not like. We're, and, and look, and we're going into year four, so I hear you loud and clear, and I think that that's an important distinction to make, is that it's one thing to build a winning football team. It's one thing to build a, win, a winning football team year in, year out. Now, if that comes to fruition this year, great. But if we start heading into year five, and like they said in, there, we're still playing around with an under 500 record, six wins, seven wins, like – I think that we got to start pointing a finger. People are so fast to point fingers at Derek Carr. And, like, it's crazy to me. No one ever points at John Gruden other than occasionally me and occasionally now somebody at Good Morning Football. But, like, fan-wise, like, you can't bring up Derek Carr without pissing off half of Twitter and the other half of them freaking, like, you know, fighting endlessly to the death for his defense. But you bring up John Gruden and people are like, ah, you know, he's cool. Like, but when are we going to like, really, like, I, th I think it's fair. So let me give you some, what I think might be good news. Here's what, so I'm going to, I'm going to push back against my own opinion here a little bit. And I'm going to say, and listen, I'm the biggest Gruden fan in the world too. I want to make that perfectly clear. Like I love coach Gruden, but I love the Raiders more than I love Gruden. I love the Raiders more than I love Derek Carr. I love the Raiders more than I love Mark Davis. I love the Raiders more than I love Fred Belenikoff, Kenny Stabler, Otis Sistro, you name it. I love the Raiders as a whole. And as a collective of the Raiders, that's what I root for to be successful. And it hurts our damn feelings when the Raiders are not successful. I could give a crap who it is. Like, it doesn't really matter to me. I love it when it's the big personalities. I love it when there's people that embody the Raider mystique and all that kind of... All that stuff is great. But like, like uh, Chuck McCann, our buddy Splatterhead, said... I don't care if Derek Carr is a choir boy or he's a freaking hell's angel. Just win football games. And I think ultimately that's where we get to is that this stuff gets louder and louder and louder the less the Raiders win. Ultimately, the Raiders got to win. But let me give you some good news to part uh, on, this, on this before we, we, we get into the next segment. John Gruden in Oakland the first time. His offense went from ranked in points, okay? Points uh, 22nd when he took over control of the team. Then in year two, went to eight, three, and four, okay? And if it weren't for us getting jobbed in some playoff games, then the Raiders were likely a Super Bowl candidate while Gruden was still in the silver and black. In yards, they were 18th, then went five, six, and seven in years two, three, and four. On defense, the Raiders, when he inherited them, they were 20th in points and then went 16, nine, and 19, okay? So pretty much middle of the pack. All right, and again, in 20, uh, 2001, if it wasn't for the stupid tuck rule, we'd have been in the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right? Now, let's go to now we're going to skip Tampa because, again, it wasn't a Gruden thing. That was a Dungy thing. They had the number one defense already going in, and he inherited it, and they maintained that number one defensive status. Offense was, was what it was, um, but it was all because that was just that whole team was all defense. All right, so 
Let's go to the offensive side of the ball for John Gruden's first three years, uh, two in Oakland and now one in Las Vegas. In points, the Raiders were 28th when he got them. Then they went to 24th, and then they were 10 last year. Yep. So we're on the upward uh, ascent. In yards, 23, 11, and then 8 last year. So that's our top 10 offense that we talked about we had last year. Here's where there's a little bit of a concern, but we still are roughly seeing the same trajectory. Points on defense. John Gruden, when he inherited the Raiders, 32nd. The worst team in football in terms of points allowed in 2018 when he took the helm. Then they went to 24th in 2019 and then regressed to 30th last year. But I don't pin that on Gruden as much as we all pin that on Gunther. Okay, so I think that's fair. I think we're still going to see the same trajectory because when we look at yards, they were 26 when he inherited them, then went to 19, and then down to 25. So we didn't regress as far as, as maybe we thought we did. We know the defense was atrocious last year, 25th in yards overall, and 30th in points, so at the bottom of the league with a top 10 offense. If, here's, so here's my argument, and here's my point, and I think this is where we can land and effectively all hold hands and sing kumbaya. <laughs> if the Raiders continue the path of a top 10 offense this year, and there's zero evidence that we won't, because we have all the important pieces back in play, I don't want to hear about the offensive line. The offensive line is going to be fine. I'm talking about the skill positions, the explosive players, the guys that make it happen. It's still Darren Waller. It's still Derek Carr. It's still Josh Jacobs. Ruggs is going to break out. Like we're, we, are, we are going to be fine in terms of offense. Defensively, if we can get to the middle of the pack, if we can get back to that team in 1999 or that team in 2000 or that team even in 2001 when the Raiders were headed to the Super Bowl if it wasn't for the stupid tuck rule the Raiders had the 18th ranked defense in yards and the 19th ranked defense in points if we can get to there not even middle just north of the bottom 20 uh, quarter of the league I think that we're just fine. The Raiders will be a playoff team. And you know what? Next year during the offseason, the camp, I won't have to bring up any of this crap because John Gruden <laughs> will be a playoff winning, if not a Super Bowl winning head coach with a recent Super uh, uh, playoff win. Derek Carr will have a recent playoff win. He'll, everybody will have a winning record. Everything is going to be lovely. And that's what we're going to root for, Raider Nation. And I'll, and I'll leave it with this, Mosh, and then take us to a break. No matter what, for all the bitching and complaining and moaning and all the different things that we can do as fans, at the end of the day, for the next six years, Derek Carr is going to be your quarterback, John Gruden is going to be your head coach, and Mark Davis is going to be the owner of the football team. So we might as well support him. Nobody enjoyed a good Donnybrook more than sixth-year linebacker Phil Villapiano. This is Phil Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders fan radio. All right, Uncle Mosh, who do we got in the chat room tonight? Man, oh man, Tyrone, Pirate1975, who, by the way, threw in $24.99. Thank we you. appreciate Thank that. You. Ron, the Mater Raider, Aaron Q Dog, a guy. Kill Jay. Hey, you got a guy? Yeah, that's 907. Pirate, and I just said that one. Uh, Chronicles of the Black Hole. Big Bass Raider, Matthew Mangus. Mojo. Uh, let's see. Meow. Kevin. Razzle. 
Um, Kevin the Raider nerd, we call him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Justice is in there. Man. Alex Fitzgerald Jr., appreciate both you guys. Murph, he says. What's I up, love Alex? It. Alex, how name? are you? Alex, appreciate you, buddy. Uh, let's see. Who else? That's good. I guess that's. I got. I got. I'm having. I'm having. You know. I got. If I gotta work the thing to scroll up, it's not so good. You don't do the scrolls. Well, Mach is not a scroller. No. You want to. You want to get the shout out. You want to get the props and the respect from Uncle Mach. Comment in the damn chat room. There you go. All right. There you go. All right, Mosh, uh, we talked about the dark side of football not that long ago because they did an entire episode, of course, on the Raiders. Well, here they go back again. This show that's on the Vice Network, Dark Side of Football. I found out about it because Mosh told me about the wrestling show called Dark Side of the Ring, which is phenomenal. And then uh, they have followed that up with this show, The Dark Side of Football. And so the Raiders are featured prominently on Dark Side of Football. And uh, uh, so we're going to play you a couple of clips from there. Um, I think I'm going to skip that first one, Mosh. Okay. The story is about um, Lincoln Kennedy uh, and about how Lincoln Kennedy uh, had to deal with some unruly Bronco fans back in the day. Uh, they threw a snowball that came in across his uh, face mask and busted up his nose. <laughs> Lincoln Kennedy went up in the stands <laughs> and knocked the dude out and his brother out just for good measure. Uh, cops show up in the locker room and... Uh, uh, and, and and you know tell Lincoln they got he's got to come down to the station to uh, and because they're going to press charges and he goes okay and he goes and by the way just so you guys know uh, I'm going to sue the city of Denver uh, Mile High Stadium security staff the Denver Police Department uh, the Denver Broncos themselves and they're like why and he goes do you see my nose he goes they hit me with a snowball and that's why I went in the stands and they went. Okay, you're good then. Yeah, you're good. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So that is a pretty. Can I have this autograph right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and Lincoln is just a mountain of a man. We got to meet him at the Bolitnikoff dinner a couple of years oh ago. Oh, my gosh. He actually introduced us to, to the stage, uh, but just a massive individual. Sweetest guy in the world, yeah. but don't hit him with a snowball. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. I don't yeah. care how many brothers you got with you because he's, he's knocking everybody <laughs> he's out. He's knocking them all out. That's exactly right. All right, but I will. I, we'll get to a couple here that are that are pretty funny. So the infamous Niners Raiders oh, game. I love it. I the, love in it in the preseason. This is pretty good. So let's go to the the reason why we don't have Raider Niner preseason games anymore is because of this one incident. In October 2011, the Oakland Raiders faced the San Francisco 49ers at Candlestick Park in a Saturday night preseason game hyped as the Battle of the Bay. I went to one of the worst games of all time, Raiders-Niners preseason Saturday night game. There were tickets for a dollar. It's the most violent, dangerous game I've ever been to in my life. The entire parking lot was filled. That's the equivalent of nickel beer night. Right, Like, right, you right, sell right. tickets for a dollar? With people looking for fights. And because all the season ticket holders were selling their tickets, there is no, hey, I'm worried you're going to take away my season tickets if I act a fool. They didn't care what was going to happen. You had gangs out there. Broken bottles all over the entire parking lot. We get into the game. It was totally out of control. There wasn't enough police officers. Next thing you know, fight breaks out. It was fight night at the NFL. It's like, what happened here? Has everyone just gone over the edge? There's fights breaking out. The police can't take care of it. Stadium security can't take care of it. It was surreal. It's like everyone's at each other's throats. As fans, they're not even there to watch the game. They're there just to fight with each other. <laughs> In the bathroom during the fourth quarter, a 26-year-old San Rafael man was beaten and knocked unconscious. Stabbings, fightings, beatings going on in the stands, in the bathrooms, in the parking lot. I was scared for my life. 
A man was shot in the stomach. He's now in the hospital with life-threatening injuries. The victims of the violence made long, slow recoveries. The NFL's response? They banned Raiders 49ers preseason games. The ban wouldn't be lifted until the Raiders moved to Las Vegas. Sports fandom is a pretty easy way to go. Us, them, aggression. Once you recognize a division in the world, once you see someone else as an enemy, I mean, it's people expressing passion. And in extreme cases, fan passion can turn deadly. Oh my gosh, it's so funny, man. The way that show is produced is hilarious. Yeah, they just, and they really they really do a good job. I mean, you know, yeah. for, for taking things and just like, oh, wow, let's spin this to the worst it could possibly yeah, 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 be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really was, man. Like, it's crazy, too, the way that the fights were. You know, like, um, there were a lot of years, man, when my, when, and I know, like, uh, you know, people brought their family. I'm not criticizing anybody that, that brought their young children to Oakland, but there were a lot of years where I was like, you know, there's some stuff that you could, you saw back in the day in the Oakland Coliseum that it was like, I'm not bringing my five year old in here for that. I'm like, I saw it, like, I mean, to give you an example, 2011, speaking of 2011, um, we all went to a game against the Jets, and there was a dude and like two, um, his two sons in front of us wearing Jets jerseys. And, you know, of course, the Raiders won that game. It was a huge win for the Raiders. And, I mean, it just, it got, ugly i mean the the amount of popcorn and beer and peanuts and everything that was getting thrown on these folks um and this and his kids are probably i would say 13 and like maybe 16 something like that um i mean but like and every expletive you can think of like and i and i was with my dad it was right before my dad uh or a few years anyways before he passed uncle Bruzzy was there it was not long before uncle Bruzzy passed um but my dad looks over and he goes is this like child abuse? Like, are you stupid to bring your, to wear Jets gear to a yeah. Raider game? Like, like, what are you doing? Like, and so they ended up taking their jerseys off, turning their under, or putting their jersey on, and then turning their undershirts inside out over their jersey. So they were just had like plain white things and boogied out of there in like the third quarter because the Raiders, fan, like, and I'm not defending this behavior at all. I'm not saying that it's acceptable to do that to opposing teams' fans. But what I am telling you though is that like, freaking coliseum was no joke and i think this game they were referring to is actually a candlestick but still man like you know it's it can get a little it's stupid it get a little wily out there you know what i'm saying so da- damage inc uh, uh raider nation scotland says you should see soccer in glasgow it's a different level oh, dangerous my yeah gosh. you know i mean wars have been started over soccer you know i mean seriously <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah it's it's crazy man i'm really curious now that they're going to rekindle this Raiders Niners preseason game, and they're, they're going to do it in Vegas. Um, look, after just going to Allegiant Stadium a few weeks ago, uh, I guarantee you that nothing like this will happen in the proximity of the of the stadium, neither inside nor probably close outside. But it's going to be curious, man. I'm really interested in how this um, uh, is going to play out. What what Raider fans are going to be like if it's going to be the corporate, you know the atmosphere or if it's going to be that you know nitty-gritty freaking down and dirty kind of fan that uh, we're, you know we, we you know what i mean the, that like what we're used to you the know la- yeah but the last game that we went to was you know that that last year when uh what was it 19 2019 uh that last year that yeah, they were, yeah and we were uh, against the lions yeah yeah and you know and it was a great vibe you know, you, it really was. Of course, oh, we were in the D lot, which is the best tailgate in the world. Right, so, which but, is amazing. But, the, but the tailgate and even even where our seats and in the stands, you didn't see the stuff that that you didn't see that element that we were seeing in the seventies. 
you know, it wasn't there, you know, because, and I think, and I actually, I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it's because smoking weed is legal. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, and, 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 but I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm saying that a little tongue in cheek, but in all reality, because, you know, we, we went to concerts at the, at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. We went and it, from the time I grew up in the sixties and seventies, people were always smoking dope. And that was long before it was legal. You know, oh, yeah, you guys would sit in the third deck at A's games and, and freaking, you know, and, that, and people thing. were smoking dope and you could, that was back when you could bring in your own beer. You, you know, you had to, you know, so there was, I think that there was, I don't know. I, I think they tried to control some of the, 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 consumption but they turned away and they didn't look and maybe that's why they didn't have so many cops i don't know i don't know i haven't really studied it but i know that the last game that we went to maybe we all grew up a little bit maybe you know that's maybe maybe you're right though it was kind of tame comparatively but it was also a lions game it's not like there was a big rivalry Yeah, but it was sold out it was fun there was there was i mean the place was packed and it was you know it was silver and black everywhere but it was you know i I think we've everybody's just kind of melt maybe they've all just mellowed a little bit maybe those you know uh we don't we don't heal as fast as we used to So we're not we're not as quick so to throw. So you're not looking for Dodgers fans so to punch. We're not. We're not we don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we don't. We don't. Uh, we're not as quick to throw hands as we were back in you know 35 years ago. Right. You know? That's true. That's true. Good point, Mosh. But yeah, I'm curious what it's going to be like, man. I hope it's. Let me just say this: like, that's part of the, the the beauty I think of Raider Nation is the fact that. We're not polished. Like I love the fact that that we're you know it's a little edgy. Like it's we're the villains of the league, and the fan base reflects that. And so I hope that we are able to maintain that. I hope that we're able to maintain it in an organic way and not a way that's fabricated. Because that was the other thing about like, and I'm not crapping on Vegas. I love where the Raiders are at. The new facility is absolutely mind blowing. It was one of the most amazing fan experiences I ever had. Was was touring it. Um, but what I what I what I do hope is that it's not manufactured. Like I hope that whatever happens, I hope that it's that it's organic, that it's built, and it's not right, like exactly. it's not the Vegas show. And I know parts of it are going to be showy in Vegas, and that's okay. I, I'm not speaking out against that. I just mean in terms of like what it is for the fans. Like I hope that it's that part of it as organic because that's what was so perfect about Oakland is that all of that was built by fans. The black hole, the tailgates, you know. You guys sitting up in, you know, 3-0 whatever behind home plate, you know, drinking your milk jugs of beer yeah. and like all that. Like that was all the family. And in fact, um, I've looked for this thing a million times as far as like a physical copy of it. And I can't find it. It's really tough to find online, too. You can only find it occasionally on YouTube, but then it gets copyright strikes on it and taken down. But it's called Rebels of Oakland. And it's about the Raiders and the A's of the 70s, a little bit of the Warriors in there, too, because they were, you know, all three of those teams and what those, not only were they all great, they were all winning championships, but they were, you know, growing their hair long and growing beards and mustaches. And like, it was counterculture, man. It was that, you know what I mean? Like, it was very, edgy and very blue collar and it was it was what that's what formed all of our at least in our family and mosh was their front row part of it like that's what formed your fandoms it, it's true there was uh there was a uh uh raiders and pop culture the other night on the greg gutfield show he was talking about that okay and he was he was talking about that that whole vibe he was talking with um uh, with my girl, that was the Raider, that uh, Campagna, Emily Campagna, that oh, was a, uh-huh. that was a Raiderette all yeah. those years ago. She's an attorney now. <coughs> Excuse me, 
but that's you know that that was just the vibe you know plus the other thing is and and again it's 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 tongue in cheek Ms. Molly says tickets are too expensive to get booted when you're paying a hundred bucks wow, a ticket yeah. versus a dollar or five hundred dollars a ticket yeah versus a buck versus when you know you 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 go into Safeway and you can get them with you know if you buy ice cream <laughs> you yeah. know but, but I'm telling you back when the Warriors. Back in the 70s, uh, I don't remember what year it was, like 76, 77, whatever it was when they won the, the championship. Two and three, I think. Whatever it was. Yeah. They, I'm telling you, it wasn't that. It was after that. But anyway. Um, or three and were, four, maybe. I don't, three four, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, three, four, yeah. four, five, whatever it was. They were giving tickets away. We, no kidding. You were, you could get tickets anywhere. Even even when I was in when I was living in Denver and later on in the late 70s, you could you could get tickets to any Nuggets game you wanted, you know. They had Dan Issel was playing, and I mean, they were you know they were winning stuff. I mean, but so things have come a long way right, for said, right, you know. Right, right, okay. All right, so cool stuff there. So yeah, so speaking of all of that about the the edginess of the team and that East Bay vibe and all that, I, last clip I got for you from Dark Side of Football. I love the way that the Raiders are referred to in this match. This is absolutely great. While Bronco fans have no love lost towards their AFC West rivals, Raider fans were often synonymous with rogue behavior. When you talk about the Raiders, you've essentially fallen in with a domesticated biker gang for three hours. <laughs> it just goes back to America's love for a, for a good villain. And misfits make great villains. And we are nothing if not a nation of weird people. It's partially why the Raiders transcend Oakland or Los Angeles or Las Vegas, is that if you feel weird about yourself, but you're tired of feeling bad about that, Raider Nation's a good place to go feel like proud of being weird. This is a group with a really strong group identity. And being part of that group then sets you up to like have competition and conflict with other groups. I love that, man. I love it. that to me. Like, that's a very you know, produced way of saying Raider Nation is family, man. Like, this is no joke. Like, it really, and I love the, the way they referred to us as a domesticated biker gang. Like, I love that. But it's just, you know, it's just evidence that, you know, this, when we say it's La Familia, like, it ain't no joke, man. Like, like Raider Nation truly is family. It's evident in the way that we, we, we take care of each other, the way that we're active in our communities, and, uh, and the, obviously the way that we support our team and, and one another. So, anyways, can't be more proud to be a Raider. That's that's ultimately what I want to say. After all, at the end of this segment, Mosh, love Raider Nation, man. We're the best freaking <laughs> fan base in all of sports. And if you disagree, it's okay. You're entitled to your opinion, but you're effing wrong. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh, oh! I hit the button. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied. He's thrown. It is. All right, we're going to have Uncle Mosh take us into the Sea of Fans mailbag. This is where we get to hear from you, Raider Nation, uh, and you can contact us in one of two ways. You can contact us at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. That is S-H-O-W at RaidersFanRadio.com. And send us an email, or you can send us a voicemail at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Weather on the 8s, traffic on the 9s. Send us an email, send us a voicemail. And Uncle Mosh leads us off with the emails. And Uncle Mosh, who do we got tonight? 
Well, this is kind of a flashback to the fannies. Okay. And, right. uh, and, and those of you that saw it last week will understand. Those of you that don't will catch on by the time I'm done. <laughs> Dear Mirth, Uncle Moth, and Thwag Jeff, thank you so much for the recent Fanny Award. But the theme of this email addresses the thing that is the th- TH in my first name. I have long had the whole means to endure the various thorny barbs that have accompanied said pronunciation of fat name. So, after <laughs> thorough research, I thought it only fitting that I provide a therapeutic way for you to thread your way through the throng that resides in the thorax of the fan cave, as I am now giving a th- third degree. You may think that I am just bitter and seeking a way to thrash you a thousand times with an original threnity, means poem or speech, to satisfy my thirst for revenge. But this thrifty little piece should also provide an adequate threshold of vernacular thunder. Unless, of course, the whole thing is being read in a very foulest, means without energy or spirit, fashion. Please, have you ever heard me read... Nevertheless, as a three-time sizzler over the various platforms I have postured on, I would <laughs> I would hearted way by enduring the throes of everything being thrown at you right now, and thoughtfully conceding thither that anyone who has TH in his or her name has not only values survived the theoretical gauntlet fat fans with thin this entire realm of thermatology means the study or description of miracles. And so I will conclude this little thermal expulsion fat has by now reached up to the atmosphere and give you a chance to now thaw out. Much respect goes out to Thales, Thalia, Thomas, Theresa, Thor, Thackeray, Thayer, and Thelonious. And special shout-outs to Tiffany Amber. Your upcoming... Re- oh, <laughs> Tiffany Amber Thiessen. I love it. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. So hot. Charlize Theron. So hot. Matthew Mangus and Henry Ruggs Third, And best of luck on your upcoming retirement, Theo Reddick. <laughs> All kidding aside, <laughs> no, he didn't. I love you all, and now it's time to go find my therapist. Sincerely, T H O M. Please accept my thirty dollar donation to the One Nation Foundation. Yes, let's go. <laughs> Amazing. So for those of you that missed it last week, so our good uh, friend Tom, T H O M, T H O M. He spells it Tom because T H O M. So the the the. Uh, um, the shortened version of Thomas, which can be spelled T-H-O-M-A-S, uh, is T-H-O-M, is Tom. Well, our good friend Swag Jeff, my best friend Swag Jeff, uh, who was taught uh, a fine, fine uh, American <laughs> education by the one and only Uncle Mosh, uh, pronounced Tom Thom. So, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> we heard from Thom and appreciate that email. That was uh, fantastic. I don't, I don't think Tom's in the chat tonight, but uh, I'm sure he'll listen and, and, and get it. Oh, my gosh. That was incredible. Nice job, Thom. <sighs> Thom is also co-host of the, the, the Only Nation podcast. Help him out. Uh, give them a follow. Those are good, good folks over there. 
Evening, guys. Hope you are all well. My first point this week is to thank all of you for an epic 2021 Fannies Award show and to pass on my congratulations to the winners on the night. It's always funny listening to emails and calls from earlier in the year. I did feel a little bit sorry for Greg from Tennessee, though. I hope he gets another chance next year. Can we do it? We, we, no, we, we can don't do have, it tonight. Uh, it's if it, no, it's like it's like he says here. If there's time, okay. There's not. I started last week in baseball mode. I watched a couple of games and then two excellent films: The Natural with Robert Redford and the exceptional Eight Men Out with John. Oh, such a great about movie. the 1919 World Series White Sox scandal. Fantastic, fantastic movie. movie. Yeah, might that, be one of the best baseball movies ever. And it's and, and I believe they didn't take a lot of artistic. License with no, that. I, don't I think, think so. it was. I think it was pretty close to that. Would, would you call that? What would be your favorite if you had to pick a baseball movie? Ooh. It's hard not to go feel the dreams. Yeah, you know, um, but you got Major League. You I like. Like I like the one about the uh, the guy that was the coach, and uh, he had kids, and he, so he he was a pitcher. Oh, Dennis. Dennis it was Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Dennis Quaid. The rookie. The rookie. Man, that's a good that one. Was such a good movie. That's a good one. Such a good movie. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, Kevin Costner in um, uh, oh, Bull Durham. Bull Durham was a great. I think was that's just, where I it go. It was just a good all around movie. Yeah, I think know? I go Bull Durham. That's a that's a good one. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, Welcome st- to our Raiders show where yeah, we talk yeah, about yeah. baseball movies. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. I started last. Oh week. wait, never mind. We're both wrong. Bad News Bears. The original Bad News oh, Bears. Yeah, Slam dunk. Yes, that's the best one. Thank you, Pirate 1975. Uh, anyway, so after he watched the uh, the World Series White Sox scandal, that led to the aforementioned Fannies Award show. And before I knew it, in the training videos and staff interviews started to appear on the Raider website, and the new season became a reality. It was all kind of like the build-up to Christmas without the fat oaf in red and white. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that's Santa, not Andy yeah, Reid. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank and you for so, clarifying. <laughs> and so a new season is with us, and I can't put into words how excited I am to see the guys back in training, ready for another crack at glory. It's my 40th season as a proud member of the only Let's nation, go. and I still get as nervous and as excited as I did back in the day. Probably more so now, if to be honest. And since this season is the season that makes or breaks us, uh, no, he didn't. Oh, <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, <laughs> no, I got excited. <laughs> no, he did not. Oh, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> I was you'll, getting ready to put my thumb be like, I don't care if he said where he said he's not eligible for Sizzlers anymore at all. You'll, anyway, you'll never get another award, an Paul. <laughs> no, you're, you're going to get them all if you write that in an email. As I write, they are ready for the first season in pads, and things are stepping up nicely with lots of positive vibes coming from the media around the facility. Hopes and dreams are as high as ever, and it's a fresh start for everyone. We all know who our major players will be again this year, but I believe there could be a few surprises along the way, notably Tanner Muse and Foster Moreau. I'm really hoping Corey Littleton proves everybody wrong and regains his form, but my predictions for standouts of the year are Yannick and Brian Edwards. Yes, I'm with him on that. Uh, Brian Edwards... Look, it, uh, sorry. Let to me finish you. this. Let okay, me finish okay, this. Okay, please. No, I want to come back to this. Yannick is a scary dude. The look in his eyes is something else. And that that quote of his, I just feel like I was a Raider all along. I just took me a while to get here. It gave me chills. <sighs> Edwards has something about him. And if he can stay healthy, he could run up some big numbers. My favorite players on the team will still be Hunter Renfro and Alec Engel, though. Always nice. reliable. Yes. Above go. all else, if Coach Bradley can form a cohesive unit out of our defense, 
will be in the playoffs for sure. I'm a firm believer that for that for any from form of coaching or management to succeed, the players need to respect their coaches. From that comes a belief in the system, team spirit, and momentum that can be unbreakable. It seems to me, from people that know these things, that's that's what we have with Coach Bradley. We need the defense to be fast, balanced, aggressive, and uncomplicated, and good things will be heading our way. Indeed, I believe good things will happen for us, for all of us this year. The Raiders are going to the postseason. Oh, this is his predictions. Okay. The Raiders are going to the postseason. Cliff Branch will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Dominico's will start a home delivery service that stretches the 4,074 miles to Shropshire. <laughs> Baked turkey cranberry, if you're listening, Jeff, with a Reuben and a club and oh, a soprano. Oh, let's go. And Marcus Mariota will name his firstborn son Jeff. You oh. heard it here first. <laughs> nice. Elsewhere around the league, the Richard Sherman door-to-door salesman video is still doing the rounds. <laughs> There are rumors of the Bills moving to Austin. Tom Benjamin Button Brady had his 75th birthday. He's only 44 in human years. And John Elway was quoted as saying he believes the Donkeys have built their roster well and he's hopeful for the coming season. Well, shut up, you fool. Nobody takes notice of someone who looks like you do and could eat an apple through a tennis racket. That's good. It's the new season, baby. And as one of my all-time heroes, Prince, used to say, welcome to the dawn. Stay safe, RFR family. And remember, always be yourself. Q-Dog, are you listening? Always be yourself. Unless you can be Lester Hayes, then be Lester (laughs) Hayes. That's awesome. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler scorekeeper, proud maid man, five-time, 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 plus one, winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Nicely done, Paul. Oh, wait. Oh, shame on me being Paul. 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 Hello. Paul. Hello. Paul. I met him with Paul. Who? Paul. Paul. Yes, Paul. Paul's not here. Hey, Paul. Paul. Uh, hi. I'm Paul. <laughs> Damage Inc. says, well, you were close. Mariota will name his kid Theth. <laughs> In honor of flag. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. That's awesome, man. So a bunch of folks there in the chat. Tyrone Graves, Aaron Q Dog Raider, Daniel Mangus, Matthew Mangus, Kiljadis, uh, Anthony Provencio, Santi James is in there. Damon Jank, as you mentioned, Alex Fitzgerald, uh, Aaron Q Dog Raider. Uh, Alex Fitzgerald says, How is Cliff not in the hall? Is still beyond me. Right. Amen. I will save you my rant because I've had only about seven of them on that particular topic. Um, Ron, the Materator. When the universe speaks, that's our good buddy Mojo. Breaking news. Mojo. The Raiders sign defensive tackle Gerald McCoy 
Huge. That's Whoa. big. That's a, Hey, back in the day, man, McCoy was a heck of a player, and I think they need somebody rotational, and uh, that that fits the bill, man. That's a, a very Gus Bradley 4-3 interior defensive tackle type signing, man. That's awesome. So great stuff there. Appreciate that. I knew he was in the building today. I definitely read that, and appreciate uh, Mojo breaking the news there. Um, Tyrone Graves, man. He says, uh, love all y'all. Man, we love you. Thank you for that $5 donation in there uh, in the Super Chat. 100% of that will go to the One Nation Foundation, and we appreciate you. Um, all right, so a couple things I got during those emails, man. I, this, is a, this is a fun show. I got to do this more often. We, we, you know, this will give you a little inside baseball. We talked about this the other day. Having less planned stuff and allowing the conversation to breathe a little more, and this is one of those things that I'm talking about. So, uh, first off, Paul mentioned about Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards, of course, will be tied to Henry Ruggs III, being that they are both drafted in the same year. Of course, two different type players, um, but I think equally poised to break out uh, in terms of year number two as wide receivers. And not enough folks are, frankly, talking about that, that signing. You know, uh, Edwards had to deal, or, or drafting, uh, Edwards had to deal with some injuries and whatnot, but I think that he's, well, I don't think, I know he's back full, fully healthy now and impressing everybody at camp. And uh, I want to give uh, a little bit of respect to Nate Burleson from, speaking of Good Morning Football, where we reference all the time, but he put Henry Ruggs, on his list of five guys to break out this season. Uh, and, and here's what he had to say. There's one thing you can't coach in any sport, and that's speed. Ruggs has it. He's a burner who takes the top off the defense, but also willing to go across the middle. His rookie performance didn't live up to his draft standing as the first of six wideouts selected in the first round. He and Jalen Rager were the only two from that group with less than 700 yards in 2020. But the excitement in camp surrounding a bulked-up Henry Ruggs is reason enough to believe he'll show out in 2021, and he'll need a make-or-break year for everyone within the organization. I think that's a great assessment on Henry Ruggs. I think that, that people are sleeping on him. I think that anybody that's been overly critical of him, you're not considering the idea that historically – Wide receivers do much better in year two and three than they do in year one. And last year with those rookies that, that, that balled out like Jefferson, that was more fluky than it was the average and, the, and what we're used to seeing in the league. So that was, that's a great call out there from, from Paul uh, on, on Edwards and also Ruggs. I think both of those messages can, can be equal. And then the other thing I'll say is this. In the chat, they're talking about baseball movies like crazy now, Mosh. Someone oh. mentioned a league of their own. Yeah, it would be a good movie. I liked the movie, but I hate that guy. Yeah, we can't acknowledge him. He'll never be on here. That guy with, with the last or with the name that rhymes with thanks, thanks, thanks. Sorry, after the way that he, after he did what he. For those of you that are longtime listeners of the show, you know about this. For anybody new around here, let me tell you something. Thanks is no friend of Raiders fan radio. We had quite the run-in with Thanks. Yeah, we sure did. Who apparently identifies himself as a Raider fan until he got a, to- a, a taste of the RFR crew, and then now all of a sudden he's not a Raider fan anymore. Still will claim the Oakland A's, so we'll, we'll give him a little bit of credit there. But Thanks, how about... Thanks, but no Hanks. Amen, Mosh. <laughs> hey, Ms. Molly! Thank you, Ms. Molly. Ms. Molly just threw us 20 bucks. Oh, let's go. Love Thank it. you so much, Ms. Love Molly. It. We appreciate that. 100% of that money goes to the One Nation Foundation. We're not sure 
what Raider charity is next after we give that $4,000 to the Blitnikoffs. We have uh, have plenty to choose from. We got plenty to choose from, so we're not sure which one's coming up next, but I promise you that money will go to a great cause. And thank you so very, very much. It's incredibly kind and generous of you. All right, so let's get to the the calls. We always kick off the segment with Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. He's the captain of our crew uh, of the made men and made women. Uh, So that's why we call him the Capo, and he always starts off the segment. So let's check in with our good friend Aaron. Greetings, Don America. Sick Larry Moss on the bar, Sonny. Sergeant at Arms, the Sizzler. Big Raider Trucker. Mojo Fuen, the Universe Speaks. Ramon the Meme King. Swag Jeff. Ron the Materator. Nation. First, congratulations to the RFR team for another successful fanny show last week. That said, screw the Chiefs. And let's get into this week's conversation. You know, Gruden, he's still heaping the love towards his new defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley. Uh, Bradley's defense, uh, to date, you know, Chucky had the following quick hitters, so let's run them down. Yannick Ngakwe is a difference maker. I feel him every time he touches the field. Nice. Crosby's on the <laughs> rise. Um, really impressed with Malcolm Koontz. Koontz has made an impression. Farrell. Farrell's a good playmaker. He's unique. I think he's unique because he can play right in. He can play left in. Uh, he's a good run defender. I think he's best whenever he rushes from the inside. Uh, you saw that against the Jets when we allowed him to do so last year. Certainly he's going to be competing. He and Carl Nassib, who also had a really good spring, they're going to have to earn their snaps, though. If you know Clee, you know he's going to compete. Uh, you probably should count him on being a big part of this, whatever this is. I think that uh, what's really going to make all the difference is how we rush the passer, how it goes up front. If we can improve up front, I think the defense will be much improved. Well, no shit. Uh, <laughs> moving on, uh, Incognito on offense is our modern-day Lyle Alzado, Memo de Swago. That's A-L-Z-A-D-O was his name. Incognito was asked about um, how to stop the past two seasons post-Thanksgiving slumps by the Raiders that cost him the playoff. To his credit, he was honest to admit that the team needs to get more creative in the red zone. I believe the availability of Brian Edwards will have a lot to do with that suggestion. Let's go. All offseason, the Raiders have uh, had to listen to all the pundits talk about the offensive line and how the three starters not being returning to that lineup is going to hinder the group, and them being so young is not going to have that group be a strength anytime soon. But hold it, go. Uh, there's another story in the NFL team that must replace all five starters from last season on the offensive line. Wait for it. Wait for it. You guessed it. Uncle Mosh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. What? Yet, uh, nothing's been said about that mustard clad, uh, make that mustard and tar clad league darling. I hate them. Uh, yes, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, machine up there in the east. They suck. Yes, but nobody come on. Nobody said anything Preach, about their brother. offensive line that have to block for um, an oft-injured co-ed touching, I mean, excuse me, quarterback <laughs> and this prodigy out of Alabama that's going to be towing the rock for them. And speaking of the Steelers, um, given the recent retirement of Theo Riddick, I propose that the Raiders reach out and make a trade um, for my Neo, Jalen Richard, uh, and some compensation for Benny Snell. Give Chucky another quick young power back with a nose for the end zone, thereby freeing up Kenyon Drake even more in the passing game. Just a thought. Silver linings. In the news um, that surely um, may have unsettled Swag Jeff, the Indianapolis Colts toyed with the uh, uh, possibility of uh, acquiring Marcus Mariota in this past offseason before acquiring uh, Carson Wentz, who's uh, now injured with a broken foot, alas. Instead, now the possibility of the fertile one. 
Yes, Philip Rivers could get one. off of his wife just long enough in order to come back and save the day and answer the call of duty and be a signal caller in Indy. Possible it could happen. The hit list. Fake Big Papa Pump. Charlie Kirk. Stephen A. Jim Rome. Insurrections. Anyone else who uh, abruptly wants to retire off the Raiders roster uh, and, as per usual, Mike Dicker. Respect goes out to Sugar Shane, Raider Terrell in Abilene, Texas. Graphic Raider. Kevin the Raider, B-Dog in the Pasture, Raider Born Rico, His Lordship, Paul from Shropshire, Mississippi, Watts Raider, Kill Jadis, Bobby Wasabi, Raider Homer, uh, Lady Haley, Michelle Sweat, Monster Mash Ken, Coach Davis, Samoan Raider, Big Easy Raider, Tyrone Graves, Rev Raider, Sanjeev Raider, Oso Raider, Fabricated Gill, Wild Raider, Raider Rest in Yoga Pants everywhere. Mm. Dead Scroll Steve, the historian, Splatterhead, and the Inebri Nation. Well done, Capo. Oh, that was awesome. Capo was on his. He had his Wheaties this morning. He did, man. He was in top top form today, man. That was awesome. Appreciate you, Aaron, the Q Dog Raider, of course. As uh, and that's why he's not eligible for Sizzlers, man, because they could all be Sizzlers. Uh, all right, next up, we've got these are fun ones. All right, so let's let's just jump right into it here. Uh, top of the show here, an hour and thirty minutes in. Uh, let's hear, hear from our good buddy. Showed up big time at the Fannies last week. He is the Raider Karaoke Kid. This is the Gemini Award-winning Raider Karaoke Kid, and this is the latest offering for the members of Raiders Fan Radio. Well, I woke up this morning and stumbled out of my rack. I opened up the schedule to see who we would attack. It only took a minute for my finger to find the target of the week as the thing would align. My eyes just about popped out of my head when I heard a Kermit lookalike say, you guys are dead. I feel <laughs> schmucky. Oh, 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 I feel schmucky. Yeah. No Patty Mahomes gonna stand in my way. Ooh, I feel smoky today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, the next opponent's orange gave my ticket oh, to the clerk. Man. He looked me up and over like I'm some kind of jerk. He saw the Raider jersey, the costume, and he barked. I crossed against the line, made a beeline for the park. He looked back at me, and I just raised my right hand, and I gave the finger simple something he could understand. I feel schmucky. Oh, oh, oh. I feel schmucky. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No donkey's going to win, I simply got to say. Ooh, I feel schmucky today. <laughs> now back in California, I was sitting in so fine. No fans were in attendance except the nation by and by. We were looking for some chargers, but they couldn't be found. And suddenly from a distance, we began to hear a sound. The cries beneath the scoreboard, it's simple but it's true. Hey, the stars might lie, but the numbers never do. I feel schmucky. Oh, 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 I feel schmucky, yeah. Those poor Charger fans are really starting to fray. Ooh, I feel schmucky today, I feel schmucky. I feel schmucky, yeah. So glad I'm in the middle of this fan base got to say. 
Oh my gosh! <laughs> the Raider karaoke kid strikes again. Uh, and speaking of Schmucky, right before that song started, yeah? Schmucky threw in ten bucks oh, for our. For thank our, you so much. Yeah, we are almost up to hundred bucks tonight. Oh, that's great. That's awesome, man. Thank oh you so much, gosh. Schmucky the Raider. Bear. I love Tarot Graves puts the dancing emojis in there, but not only is that great, but the Mangus brothers are pissed they hate schmucky <laughs> they hate the raider karaoke kid because the karaoke kid took their gemini award which is the award for multiples of oh, self yeah yeah and yeah. so we awarded the so the the gemini meant that the the uh what do you call it what's it when the inaug the very first one the very first one the inaugural it, yeah uh there's a um there's a word the initial uh, it's something besides that. It's the, like the, fa- not a founding, it's the... The first ever. Yes, it's it's the, <laughs> the not the command, award, it's the, uh, the fir- I'll think of it. Anyways. Daniel Mangus just threw in $4.99 and said, boo, karaoke kid <laughs> is a thief. What talking about? <laughs> They're pissed. They're like, he's a thief, and him and his brother are booing the karaoke kid oh my for God. stealing it. Like, because during Fanny uh, Award night, when we gave the award to the karaoke kid, they were like, "We're literally twins." They're like, "How do we not win this award?" Anyways, it's inaugural. Nah, there's something else. There's okay, something else. I'm a, no I'm, big bass raider who wins everything. Fledgling. Fledgling. Who came up with that? Raider Dangerfield. Thank you, Raider. The fledgling winner. Thank you. The very first one. <laughs> Matthew Mangus says, get off the stage, karaoke kid. Boo! Ah, so oh. funny, man. That's the best. You guys rock. All right. One more to get to tonight before we get out of here. Uh, and we're going to get to our good friend, Kill Jadis. And you know he didn't come alone. Wow. We did it. We actually did it. Oh, yeah. The plans and stars aligned all together in one glorious moment to show who is truly the one to win it all. I am the chosen one who's never cut open. The Fanny Ward is mine. You mean ours. First off, I'd like to thank the Academy for our selection. I'd like to thank Murph, Padrino Mosh, and Swaggy Jeff for the continued I love support. when they call you Padrino. A big thank you to all my supporters. Lee B, Big Easy, Michelle Sweat, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Raider Flash, Macho the Silver Savage, Dusty Rare, and all those who have voted for us to get scissors, you guys are the real G's. And I like to think Mike still. But being a charismatic, automatic, 100% organic, slim genetic, never won the panic, disco fanatic, forever a classic, never locked in the person's attic, superstar that is the macho man of the Yeah. Speaking of which, what was up with that tag team match? I mean, I thought it was going to be a good match, but then it ended up in a no contest. I mean... Here was Stone Cold Murph passed out from drinking too much on the ramp down to the ring. Smokey <laughs> the Raider Bear got stage fright and hid underneath the ring. And then you and Scott Snyder just kind of just walked off to go lift weights. What's up with that? Oh, you just got to go with the flow, Joe Jesus. Yeah, be a clown in the sky and just go with the breeze. I'm more interested in seeing Smokey actually speak English instead of his native bear language. I wonder <laughs> what he's doing. bear English. Well, maybe a cross between Goofy Barney and Yogi Bear. You know, maybe it's like, oh, oh Jolly G, I'm going to kick Smurfy Mush in the booty. <laughs> well, that's so stupid racist. No fair sound. Oh, come on. How is that? Huh. Maybe you're right. Well, it doesn't matter anymore because we have reached another checkpoint in our greatness. 
Play my music, Murph, because I accept this award as a champion should. Much like how the Raiders are going to roll over through the competition this year. We saw potential in each other that they killed Jason and I met each other in the local gym. And once we started calling in, we can only see the future, yeah. You're not going to stop now. No, not until we reach the Hall of Fame and legendary status that q Dog and Paul have. They just set the commitment to excellence, and the RFR crew set the bar. And the only way is up, like cream in the coffee cup. Just these 12, past 12 months, we've been the cream of the crop. And no one does it better. I am your world heavyweight champion. And now I am your Vanny Award juggernaut. Raider Nation, your champion in 2020-21 Jarvan Award winner, Macho Man, Raider Savage, in Kiljadis 907. Ooh, yeah! Let's go! <laughs> Amazing! That might be the, uh, the, uh, uh, I guess you could call that the acceptance award. That was an acceptance yeah. speech. Acceptance yeah, speech absolutely. For, for next year's fannies. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. For next year's. Hey, Running Bear's in the chat. What's up, Tim? Running Bear just got here. Franklin83 just got here. Both of them said, damn, I'm late. Oh, man. Good to have you all join us here, though, right here at the top of the show before we close it out. But I uh, appreciate you jumping in the chat. Appreciate everybody in the chat tonight. Ty Raider, Daniel Mangus, uh, Kiljadis907. Of course, we just heard from Big Bass Raider. Uh, sorry, we won't have anything for you to win tonight. Uh, Lee B, Aaron the Q Dog Raider, Raider Dangerfield. Uh, Damage Inc. Damage Inc. Raider Nation. Scott, appreciate all of you so much tonight. Uh, Ron the Mater Raider, of course, holding it down. So what we like to do here at the end of the show is award what we call the Sizzler Award. That goes out to the best emailer <coughs> or phone caller of the night, and that gets awarded by the legendary Uncle Mosh. And who do we got? Well, we got Raider. Let me, let me, let me start again. Okay, start again. Okay. And uh, uh, announcing that award will be the legendary Uncle Mosh. We got some. <laughs> we got Thumb who said, I would like to think you would be thrilled to be able to thumb your nose like thumb tum. <laughs> <laughs> and that email was absolutely epic. That was good. And was then good. Raider Karaoke Kid came oh in with the gosh. schmucky, the Raider I Bear. Feel schmucky. And then Kill Jadis had us with the, with the with the best acceptance speech ever. Ever. And he's in the running for the the fannies for next year's Already. best acceptance speech. Already. But tonight's Whoa. Sizzler Award goes to Raider I Karaoke Kid. Oh, nice job, Raider Karaoke Kid. Sizzler. 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 Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. The Manguses are booing it again. <laughs> hey, the, the, the Manguses are in the running. Abs- hang on a second. Okay. Aguilar is gone. Hang now it's John Brown's turn to win a bunch of games by scoring touchdowns. John Brown. The Fiddler. Uh, the <laughs> Manguses are in the are in the running for okay. next year's Fanny for the Sorest Losers Award. Oh, Ooh, they they took that from Kill Jadis because he was the Sorest Loser until we gave him the award, and then right, all of a right, sudden right. he's he's our buddy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Matthew, karaoke kid is looking to get his money ass whoop. <laughs> ah, you guys are the best. Aaron man. says, so on funny. behalf of Mangus Brothers, to be named later, boo. <laughs> now there's people booing on behalf of the Manguses. Oh, I love it, man. We love all of you I so love very, me very some much. Mangus, I'm telling you. Absolutely. Well, hey, they, there's no bigger Mosh fans than the Mangus no, Brothers. No, the Mangus Frickin- Brothers got my back 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wasn't going to kill Jeff, but they talked me into it. That was. Well- <laughs> Because <laughs> you don't know it, but they got my email, so they send me stuff all the time. They tell me what he was doing, like when he'd lean back in my chair. Oh, oh. Yeah, and he would wipe his nose and rub it on my arm. Oh, I mean, he was, well, thank, good yeah. thing he was just only wiping his nose. Yeah, no, I was getting all, yeah, yeah I was getting all kinds of reports from the manga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the Manguses, BL, Tide Raider, Running Bear Kill Jadis, uh, Aaron Q. Doc Raider, of course, Ron the Mater Raider, Damage Inc., Chronicles of the Black Hole, everybody that came into the fan cave tonight uh, to join us for this episode number 211 of Raiders Fan Radio. T3 Sports Guy, I think he, uh, that guy's name is Thom. I appreciate you all so very, very much. Again, as we started off the show with respect for what you've done for the Blitnikoff Foundation and our foundation, the One Nation Foundation, I cannot thank you enough for what you have done. Uh, Mojo just jumped in there. He says, I don't say much, but I'll be damned if anyone is a bigger Mosh fan than me. Absolutely I'm, not. All right. I mean, I, I, all right. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm still in the running for QCing his retirement dinner so that's true that's true i'm seeing yeah yeah absolutely okay well and hey so let me throw this out there. all right throw it out there and then hit our our music and take us on out we got we raised 90 dollars tonight just just for being here just because oh beautiful thank you all start us back right for next year here we go hey tell us some stuff murph hey so you can check out the 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 what are we doing? Podcast. You can check out the podcast on any uh, podcast service. Just search Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, you don't have to do the Murph's Fan Cave thing anymore. I think we got clearance now. We're able to embrace the idea of being Raiders Fan Radio because it's fan radio. We're not trying to be the Raiders. We're just a couple of, of knuckleheads in a bonus room doing this show. So uh, check out Raiders Fan Radio on any podcast service. Please give us the likes. Give us the thumbs ups. Give us the subscribes. The more attention that we get made or that, that, that we get, uh, the more money we make make and the more money we make the more money we give away uh help us comment on this video after it posts love all the participation in the chat but if you could comment on the video after it's finished any of that kind of stuff rate us tell your friends thank you so much we appreciate you we love you raider nation best fans in the world couple best of things real quick follow chronicles of this black hole on the youtube Do also it. t3 sports guy uh, Kill Jada says, hey, let's get together and do some Dusty Macho Silver and Raider Savage Love promo. It. You can get through, you can hit Murph up, and uh, he'll put you guys in touch with each other. Absolutely. Thanks to Aaron, Daniel Mangus, Pirate1975, Tyrone, Ms. Molly, and Schmucky the Raider Bear for all pitching <laughs> in tonight. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so everything much. Everything you've done. And don't forget, this is your old Uncle Mosh. I'd like to thank you all for listening tonight for my little buddy, Swaggy J, who's not here. You got me and your old buddy, Murph. And you've been listening to Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. Don't forget, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Good night, everybody. Wear your masks. Get your shots. Drive home safe. God bless. Good night, YouTube. Say good night, Vinny. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.